other amusement parks have you know a different uh, location you know they have a different uh, i would say connection uh with the surrounding areas we are really in the middle of, of the city so as you can imagine even in terms of that you know connection with the community we are you know completely integrated and that allows us really to you know, also have the opportunity to identify very, very talented people, extremely talented people. Welcome to the Attraction Pros podcast, where we discuss the latest trends and challenges facing the attractions industry today. We chat with some of the top leaders in the field and provide resources that will help develop your career in this great industry. I am Josh Liebman. I am obsessed with the guest experience and helping attractions make that their top priority for success. And I'm Matt Heller. I am passionate about organizational effectiveness, leadership development, and employee engagement. Now sit upright, hold on tight, and get ready for the Attraction Pros Podcast. Calling all thrill makers, fun creators, and attraction pros. Get ready for the ride of a lifetime at IAPA Expo 2023, the global attractions industry's premier event. Join us in Orlando, November 13th to the 17th for a week of learning, networking, and exploring trends and new technologies. Discover innovative solutions for growth that will supercharge your business and enhance your career. Register by November 10th at iapa.org slash iapaexpo. That's I-A-A-P-A dot org slash I-A-A-P-A-E-X-P-O to save up to 30% and get an additional $10 off with the code APROS. That's A-P-R-O-S. We'll be there and we hope to see you too. Hey, Matt, how's it going? Well, Josh... It's going fantastically. How are you? Ah, doing great. Question for you. You got it. Matt, if I were to set a 10-minute timer right now, how many hot dogs do you think you could eat in that time? <laughs> well, I'm no Joey Chestnut, but um, I don't know. I mean, like if it's if it's like a challenge... I could probably eat quite a few. That's a great question. Do you know how many you could eat? I don't know how many I could eat. I'm also no Joey Chestnut, but in preparation for this little banter intro, I did look up that his record is 76 hot dogs mm. and buns in 10 minutes. And not just any hot dog, Nathan's hot dogs. A Nathan's famous Nathan's hot dog. Nathan's famous hot dogs. I do hear that they soak the buns in water or something to make it easier to to eat or follow just without follow. chewing yeah. just to them <laughs> like a snake they just like slither them in i don't know yes i also looked up that uh they could they could have multiple different they could have like a soft drink if they want but most just choose water which makes sense they can also have condiments but most choose not to i would think so empty so. calories you know when you're trying to you know try well to and, and nutrition and all of that takes up room when you're yeah. trying to set the record for how many hot dogs you can eat in a short short amount of time yeah anyway the reason i ask this is because our guest today alessandro zamperla did not win a world record for a nathan's hot dog eating contest but he did uh 
begin his career early on in his career was flipping hot dogs, Nathan's hot dogs at Coney Island in New York City. Now, I know you said you have not been there, but when you go, you're going to have to have a Nathan's. You're going to have to have it right there at Coney Island. Um, when I was up there a few months ago, I got to do that. And, um, you know, it's a hot dog. It's Nathan's famous hot dog, right? Um, but there's something special about eating a Nathan's there on the on the on on Coney Island with the coasters behind you, the cyclones right there. There's kind of something special about that atmosphere. I can imagine that there's it probably just brings you back in time to the nostalgic amusement park days of yesteryear. Is that is that what the feeling is like? I think that and the fact that you're right in the middle of New York City, um, you know, is part of that, you know, right, right in Brooklyn there. But um, yeah, you know, as as coaster nerds, as somewhat um, aficionados of, of coaster history, you know, I do think that it brought back to me, it made me think of what might have been happening here when when the cyclone first opened or when yeah. when Coney Island was in first in its heyday um, and what that might have been like to to hang out there. Yeah, definitely a, a historic place, but also something uh, very relevant and very uh, focused on on today and moving forward into the future. Absolutely. And we get to talk to Alessandro Zamperla. He is president and CEO of Central Amusement International, Inc., which is the company that owns and manages Luna Park and Coney Island, where you can get that Nathan's famous hot dog and eat it right in front of the cyclone right there on the boardwalk. You can, absolutely. And there's a lot of other things you can do there too. And what I really loved about this conversation is, is how often Alessandro said the word joy. You know, that might be a, a fun game. Like how many times did he say it? Like listen to the podcast and count them because he talked about pure joy. He talked about joy that families feel when they come to the to the park and just really being able to be the steward of so many uh, memories and 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 creating memories for people, new memories uh, that people can take with them and enjoy as families. So um, it was a pretty joyful conversation, I would say. It, it was a joyful conversation, and talk about just someone who has just so much passion for for the industry, for not even I, I don't even want to say the business because he talked about it from from such such a, a bigger standpoint than, than being the business. He talked about needing to have the passion, needing to have the heart and loving what you're doing um, and embracing authenticity was one thing that he said as well. And I think, you know, this is episode, what is it, 316 on this podcast. If we were to go back to the previous 315 episodes and if we were to find uh, a, a theme that tied a lot of episodes together, I think the word authentic and authenticity has really uh, made its way into many conversations that we've had with people and probably conversations we've just had without a guest as well uh, of just realizing how important that is to whether it's your career, whether it's your business, whether it's your leadership, whether it's your guest experience and and being authentic at all times. Well, you know, what that makes me think of are the people that have attracted to this industry of attractions, right? Or have been attracted to this industry. I don't think I said that right. But anyway, um, the people that have have come into this industry and stayed and made it a career, they're probably doing so partially because they have a passion for the industry or they have a passion for service or leadership or marketing or whatever it happens to be. And this arena allows them to be authentic. And yeah. so 
I think when you when you kind of peel back the onion of what makes people successful in life in general, it's when they can be themselves and they can kind of they kind of wave their weird flag, right? And they can they can say, "This is me." And the industry embraces them. So you absolutely hear the authentic, passionate Alessandro speaking today. And like you said, in those other episodes that we've done, and I'm guessing in future episodes, we're going to find even more authentic people that will be able to share their passion as well. I think so too. And we definitely can't avoid the fact that Alessandro's last name is in fact Zamperla. So he also talks about the importance of knowing where you're from. And he talks about the the passion of the organization and and his father and his grandfather and the and being the family business and uh the way that they they run the business and that it it extends so much more than than the KPIs and the budgets and the and the parameters. And, and it goes back to embracing that authenticity, but he gives us a glimpse into what what Zamperla's culture is like, both both as the operator at Coney Island and Luna Park, as well as uh, being one of the leading manufacturers of rides as well. And what I really appreciate, you kind of touched on a second ago, is how they really marry the the nostalgia of the past, but also embrace you know progress and moving forward and new technology, uh, because there are a lot of people who grew up around. Uh, Coney Island and Luna Park that remember it from, you know, years and years ago. And for them to go get a Nathan's and ride the cyclone, I mean, it's like reliving their childhood. So, you know, it's great to see them embrace that nostalgia, but also really look toward the future. So should we grab a hot dog, jump on the cyclone and get to this interview with Alessandro? Let's do it all. <laughs> Alessandro, welcome to the Attraction Pros podcast. How are you doing today? Doing great, Matt. Very excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Josh, very nice to meet you. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, looking forward to speaking with uh, the two great attraction pros. Hopefully I'll <laughs> qualify by the end of his interview as one of them. <laughs> I, I think you qualify already. Um, but first of all, Alessandro, you know, you have a very famous last name in the attractions industry, Zamperla. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about your history, you know, growing up and, and through the through your career? Uh, you know, it's a it's a great honor. You know, it's a great privilege to to you know to uh, have that last name. Uh, two inductees in a Ayapa Hall of Fame: my, my grandfather Antonio, uh, my father Alberto, and uh, more importantly, uh, a lot of great passion, a lot of great ideas. Always a great uh, innovative spirit, and uh, just uh, you know, uh, the best I would say job in the world. No, uh, creating memories for people. You know. Uh, Giving, giving opportunities for people to to relax, enjoy themselves, to have to have fun together. So, uh, just just a privilege, you no know, privilege and blessed to uh, to have uh, that last name. I haven't been introduced to uh, this amazing industry since a uh, very very early very very early age. Um, I still recall obviously that uh, my my summer camps in the in the states uh, were. My parents would be here because obviously, you know, the stadium uh, in the summer is the, the most busy period. And uh, my father would take us to different amusement parks. Even here uh, in Konyana, that time used to be Astroland, you know, uh, in Konyana. So being introduced really to this iconic place uh, back then, but just overall to this amazing industry with so many uh, great people. That's excellent. So, uh, Alessandro, can you tell us about, tell us about your role? What do you, what are you doing today? Today, uh, today uh, I am the president CEO of Central Museum International Inc., uh, which is uh, uh, the company that manages Luna Park uh, in Coney Island. And uh, I have 
the lack, you know, to to really uh, be involved in developing and improving uh, the most iconic uh, amusement park in the world, uh, the most influential. And uh, day by day, you know, we always strive uh, to get better, to improve, to improve the experience uh, of our guests, but even more importantly, so uh, nowadays of our team members. Absolutely. Well, Alessandro, one of the things I'm curious about is you mentioned, you know, your father taking you to amusement parks when you were young. Did you get kind of bit by the bug early on? Was this something you always wanted to do, uh, you know, growing up in, in such a, f- a family that was so influential in the industry? I I would say that I was a little bit uh, of a rebel, you know. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, I do recall actually once uh, we were uh, at, at Universal and uh, um, I kind of say, I, I love it. It's great. But, you know, can we actually have a different experience in amusement parks? Because <laughs> it was like really, you know, a lot of amusement parks. And uh, uh, at that time, I just wanted, you know, to, to experience something different. Uh, I was in my teenager years. So obviously, you know, that's where your rebel spirit really, you know, takes off. And um, I I just, you know, again, uh, you know, when you have probably too much of a good thing, sometimes like, you know, really appreciate it. Uh, but then I realized, you no, know, when really, I would say uh, the reality of having the opportunity to choose what to do, you know, in my professional career and obviously having this amazing, amazing uh, um, blessing, I, I, yeah, I just, uh, I got beaten right away. I got beaten right away. So I actually started here in New York. Uh, they, uh, you know, they, they figured that since we were, you know, you're in New York, in Coney Island, uh, the first great experience would be actually flipping uh, Nathan's hot dogs. So that's where I started. I started in food and beverage, uh, you know, in the in the in the back of the house. And uh, just again, like having that opportunity to connect with people in a direct way and giving them, you know, uh, something that is so unique and and creates uh, an amazing uh, um, feeling uh, uh, that I would describe as pure joy is really again just uh, just. I cannot really uh, express, you know, fully in words uh, what's what's really the the meaning of that. That really gives you a lot of sense of purpose, a lot of sense of appreciation, a lot of uh, a lot of sense of of uh, being, you know, uh, rewarded. So, um, you know, that's that's uh, that's how I started. I actually had, you know, a period again. Always in my teenager years, uh, I thought I would become an NBA player. Uh, so that's that was kind of like by. <laughs> <laughs> my my dream career which I didn't grow that tall uh, and my my three-pointer uh, wasn't that good so uh, I, I obviously you know veered into studying um, economics and political science uh, here at Columbia University in New York and then I you know um, I started you know, working here uh, at Luna Park in Coney Island. What we were gonna ask you is if you weren't in this industry what would you be doing so I appreciate <laughs> you you answering that right there. I you mentioned that uh, kind of early on, you talked about the experience, you know, with, with Nathan's hot dogs and sort of kind of uh, uh, finding more and more passion with the business and being able to connect directly with people in a unique way. I believe that was that was how you phrased it. I wonder if you could you could expand on that and, and what that means for you. It just you know that unique moment where you are in the case of you know, for example food and beverage, you're you know, obviously feeding somebody. You know, so you you're really giving uh, not just a, a product not just the service really you know again you're giving them something that provides the full experience of being you know a, a human you know being a human being so really connected to a much deeper level and when you add you know to that context uh, uh, a unique energy setting like it is you know Konya, like, like it is new york city 
uh, with the cultural meaning of, for example, something as simple as a Nathan, a Nathan's hot dog. You know, obviously, the first, you know, and most renowned, you know, um, hot dog in, in, in the world where, uh, especially for us, you know, uh, Americans, the cultural aspect, the historical aspect of even those, you know, products, services, and so on, they take really a much greater role because it's really, 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 you know, part of, intrinsic part of our culture. The amusement industry, it's it's ours, you know, then obviously, you know, uh, it got exported, everybody, you know, I uh, appreciate it. Actually, that's how, you know, we consider Luna Park the most influential part because you go to Italy, you know, you don't say I go to an amusement park, you say I go to Luna Park. So you say, you have a Luna Park, like in in, in Spain, you know, in in, uh, uh, in so many different countries, Luna Park is really the synonym of amusement park. So again, then that really, you know, um, really, really shows and, and, and really kind of uh, explain how significant it is to, to us, uh, the amusement industry, the uh, popular culture experiences, like, for example, you know, having, you know, a very simple lunch with a hot dog and... Uh, and lemonade or, or uh, you know, a root beer. So something really, really uh, simple, but again, very meaningful. Well, I personally like to, to pair that um, that hot dog with a strawberry shake, which I did last time I was up there at Luna Park, and it was outstanding. Um, but one of the things I'm curious about, Alessandro, is, you know, Luna Park's been around for a long time. Um, I think it was 120 years you're celebrating uh, now. So... It's had a, a great history, but it's also had some some periods where it the 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 environment wasn't so positive uh, there. And I know you're doing a lot of work to really bring back families and bring back the the joy uh, that is Luna Park in Coney Island. Um, are you still fighting any of that bad reputation that was going on, you know, many years ago? Uh, I would say that it's not even we're fighting. We actually embracing the authenticity. You know, it is the people's playground. It is so much, you know, intertwined with the human experience. The human experience is not, you know, a sugar-coated, you know, fake uh, facade. It is actually an ups and downs. It is a roller coaster, you know. So, again, through actually the moment of difficulty, that's when you appreciate even more so, you know, the uh, times of, you know, of, of pure joy, of pure, you know, uh, exhilaration. And uh, that's really what we, we really are proud of because, again, Coney Island, uh, you know, since the... Uh, 1900s, um, you know, uh, especially thinking about like the tough times. So uh, obviously we had a pretty tough time very recently, you know, called the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, where specifically uh, New York State uh, uh, had some stringent uh, regulations. We stayed closed for 528 days. So that's a pretty, you know, it's pretty long, you know, 528 days. New Jersey was open, Connecticut was open, so but New York State was closed. So Pretty, pretty, you know, uh, yeah, tough time. But again, having gone through that, I've been really appreciated what connects us, what makes us, you know, really actually what is our role within, you know, the socioeconomic structure, which is really, again, to provide that pure joy, the pure moment of togetherness. The best day of my career was actually reopening Luna Park on April 9th, 2021. Like I'm never in Chivas just, just but talking about it. Because again, like, you know, just the seeing, you know, the people coming in, feeling you know their energy uh listening to their laughters and to their screams it, it, it was really just you know kind of overjoyed like it was was really amazing so um i do believe that you know it's really actually you not know, through the the tough times that kind of you you shape yourself as you know an individual as a team as an organization you can really then you know appreciate and be grateful you know 
for uh, for what you are now kind of developing and working towards. Can we talk more about about that day though of reopening Coney Island? You said it was the best day of your life, and you you talked a little bit of of, of just the energy. Professional, the- professional, because otherwise professional, <laughs> professional. Yes, yes, yes. Love <laughs> <laughs> love the disclaimer there, right? Yeah. I can, can you talk about what you were observing that day that that really aligned it with how important, how significant you use the word influential Coney Island is to, you, you, you talk about the human experience and just being able to, to see that breath of fresh air again. So um, think about this uh, Coney Island, uh, you know, very much intertwined, nestled in, in, again, in Brooklyn, some Brooklyn, New York, uh, we uh, had like, you know, people, around probably many blocks, you know, from, you know, the subway station to 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 the gates. And just again, you know, that like, you no know, humming, you know, kind of like a, a expectation and anticipation and, and really just that, that again, I, I find it difficult to describe because that energy is something that you, you really can can feel, you know, you can perceive, you can, you know, but it's difficult then to, you have to live it, you know. Again, I, using other cliches, almost like, again, you know, talking about best, you know, times in my life, you know, when you when you witness the, the birth of, of, of your child, you know, it's, it's something that you can say it, but, you know, there's nothing like living it. So that's really something that is only, again, I think a, a blessing for us that we are involved in this industry when we are able to take that step back and see, you know, the impact that we have in the livelihoods, especially obviously, you know, of the the younger ones. Um, and and I always take, uh, you know, even like considering that day specifically. So New York City, it's you know pretty highly dense, you no know, populated area. Whereas you can imagine, you know, if there are you know regulations that do not allow people to go outside, that means they have to spend a long, long, long time, you know, inside. So imagine like, you know, that, you know, again, that you know, kind of incremental and additional level of expectation of of really of anticipation and uh, and just you know that they kind of like you know we're just you know all coming together so obviously everybody you know coming there with their pure heart open to experience on our end we were no pure heart and vulnerable because obviously okay you can train you know you can practice you can walk through all the new regulations so imagine this for luna park was the first time that actually was gated Luna Park as a as a model is an open gate park. That means like you can just you know walk around and then you know yeah, use a paper ride or or a, or a wristband to enjoy the attractions and then to have food and and games and so on. So even just that, so we were obviously a little bit vulnerable because again we were rehearsing, we we're training, but you cannot really never replicate the live uh, experience, the live action. And so even that, but we were vulnerable. We were super uh, welcoming, and everybody was actually even let's say you know if. We're talking about guest experience, guest service, even there were like you know a little bit of hiccups, as you can imagine, nobody cared. No, mm-hmm. nobody, nobody was complaining. Like what they could have probably, you know, obviously had a, a lot of lot of reasons, you know, because again, we were like you know catching up and, and really restarting. So like there was again just that pure unity of, of, of spirit of intent with the community, with the guests, with our right operators, the ticket and those guest services, maintenance, and also like really that that cohesive moment uh, that again as a, as a overall as a community we we felt like you know almost like we were um no um being you no know, born again in some sense mm. alessandra i'm curious if you can talk a little bit about 
how you're leading those teams. Obviously, going through COVID was was very difficult. Now we're kind of on the other side of COVID, and there's hopefully much brighter times ahead. Um, I got to interact with you in person when I was up there uh, a little bit ago, and just you know, even now you can hear your your warmth that's coming through and your your gregariousness. And I'm just curious you know, how you channel that to be the best leader that you can be for the team um, and sort of how that how that helps you achieve your goals. I'm at the service of, of the team. Uh, so I, my, my, I, I listen to them. Uh, I ask them questions regarding how can I help them, you know, to, to really achieve their, their potential. Uh, and for me, uh, you know, uh, historically for certain locations, especially, you know, when there are like, you know, seasonal calendars, you always have a pretty, you know, a pretty important distinction between uh, seasonal and, and permanent, uh, you know, team members and employees. Uh, our, our, you know, intent and our all our efforts actually you not know, to really make sure that even the seasonal team member that joins and may stay here you know, for like, you know, three weeks and so on has the best working experience ever, has all the tools, you know, really to one, develop themselves as, as individual, but uh, more importantly, it's also to become aware of what an amazing industry the amusement park industry is. So really having them exposed to uh, the really um, immense opportunities for them to really develop themselves uh, and really reach uh, uh, reach the best they can be. Because I always say that, you know, uh, you can be very, very, uh, you know, um, very, very driven and, and uh, let's say very much, you know, technically knowledgeable uh, absolutely you know you got you know again all the engineering all the you know all the all the maintenance uh, positions or you can very much you know be uh, like more i would say um sensitive or, or gifted towards you know uh, the um, human side and again we have all, all that opportunity so uh, it's it's really you know um a unique space and unique industry that really allows you to uh, express yourself and that's kind of like you know my my role is really to allow our, our team members to to express themselves to you know to to reach again the uh, their potential be the best they can uh, they can be, and that's why we created the the academy you know the the Luna Park Leadership Academy because we strongly believe in that uh, more so when it comes to again you know I mentioned the the work community a few times because other amusement parks have you know a different uh, location you know they have a different. Uh, I would say connection uh, with the surrounding areas. We are really in the middle of, of the city, so as you can imagine, even in terms of that, you know, connection with the community, we are you know completely integrated, and that allows us really to, you know, also have the opportunity to identify very very talented people, extremely talented people, and that can be you know in entertainment, that can be in in uh, you know. In engineering, that can be you know in food and beverage. So that's that's also a, a great gift that we have here uh, at Luna Park Royal. And, and my responsibility is obviously you not know, to to make sure that we seize that that opportunity. So you mentioned the Luna Park Leadership Academy, and Matt has told me a little bit about it, but I'm wondering if uh, if you can share more details on that program. It's an initiative that can actually you know it is uh, I would say one of the positive outcomes of of the pandemic. You know when you really realize how important it is to invest in your team and as i say both uh you know for seasonals and for permanent uh, team members and just to you know one uh, expose them uh like you know for example with with, with man you know to the amazing professionals and, and great great 
chances that that you know uh, we have in the museum industry, and two also really to develop more specifically some skill sets that I always say that I want to make sure that if you spend here two weeks or spend like you no know, three years, you are learning something. You're getting a skill set that will be transferable to your next opportunity. So even though you may not be here, you know, for like thirty years. You're here just for three weeks. You're learning something that you'll take care, you'll take with you, you know, for the rest of your professional career and hopefully also from the personal perspective. So that's really kind of the the intent and the purpose of, of, of the Luna Park Leadership Academy. So obviously, you know, investing in people, making sure that they develop themselves as individuals and, you know, in a cohesive uh, team environment. And um, and obviously, you know, you know, Hopefully we'll have a lot of people that we have a family business. So hopefully we'll have people that stay with us for you know decades. As actually, you no, know, we are we've been blessed, you know, with uh, with many of those. You know, you mentioned the family business, um, and I'm curious if we can talk a little bit about how you've been able to keep the family business going for so many generations. You know, you hear so many family businesses; it's the third generation that just you know it, it decimates the business, or they they can't get past that. And and I believe it's five generations now that uh, that are going strong in the Zamperla family. So I'm curious, what sort of things have you have you done, or has the family done, to ensure this legacy keeps going? So first, I'm very superstitious. I'm going to knock on wood, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's it's really about the heart it's about the heart it's about loving what you do it's about you know uh, always thinking about what can you do better uh so having that again that that drive that is not linked to you know kpis okrs those is great you know obviously you know parameters but you know they can never never replace the passion they can never replace you know you having you know that um drive that is related to because you 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 like what you do you want to you know make sure that the people around you are successful as well and uh they're even more successful than you that'll mean like you know the company will have even more longevity uh because that's that's really what what is you know necessary you know we having people that are you no know, smarter uh more successful because again call it karma call it you know uh different ways uh, if you see it, you know, positivity, if you see it, you know, with transparency, with honesty, obviously, um, you'll, you'll be rewarded. And that's, again, the, the lack, you know, and the blessing of, you know, intergenerational, uh, you know, success. Um, there is no shortcut, you know, there is, there is no shortcut. Uh, uh, obviously, uh, there are, you know, a situation where you have to make probably decision to make sure, for example, like the pandemic, you know, tough decision to make sure there is that, you know, stability and durability continuity. Uh, but then again, you know, if you want to really be sustainable, you have to invest in your people, invest, you know, in the in the great experience that we can offer here. And that's what actually we've been doing with the with the expansion, uh, you know, because also it was a celebration for the 120, uh, you know, anniversary of, of, of Luna Park. Uh, but even more so was really also the the celebration of the expansion or opening, uh, um, you know, these uh, five new areas that we added to, to Luna Park in Coney Island. I'm curious with with everything that you're telling us there, how how that culture is able to be spread across uh, multiple divisions of being both on the on the operator and the supplier side of you know of the business, and uh, and that everything that you're saying is is in place at Luna Park just as it is uh, in Italy with the manufacturing side and how how it all blends together. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a, 
culture is a, a very now heavy and <laughs> very popular terminology and uh we we go back to you know to making sure that your workplace environment is 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 positive that everybody is pulling in the same direction uh, that people feel supported that people feel trusted that people feel empowered and uh, that is really you know uh the only way to give that you know sustainability continuity and, and longevity and uh, I, I have to say obviously you know in terms of the amusement park uh, development and operations we are a bit younger than the manufacturing side uh manufacturing side again it's been you know uh, more than 50 years uh amusement park actually this year we're celebrating 20 uh because we started in two, in 2003 so obviously no uh we'll have a bit of catch up you know to 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 get there but that's really the that's really the the, the recipe is really again uh empowering your your team members getting again that's another thing keep you you know an open mind getting in touch getting connection you know with you know great you know a professional like you um Matt and and Josh, like really having having that open mind and asking questions, what can we do better? You know, you see so many other amusement parks, you see so many other professionals. What are you know uh, some ideas, some 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 practices, some policies, some opportunities? No, we can we we can bring in you know to again to keep you know that great spirit uh, going. And I don't think it's all always related to uh, correlated to growth. You know, I don't think it's really about like, you know, it's always about, again, those, those parameters. It's about, again, like, you know, that uh, Korean and cohesive message within is that you come to Luna Park, you come to, to Zamperla, you have all the opportunities in the world to become the best version of yourself yeah. and reach the top, no matter where you start. Um, our attractions manager, who is amazing, is, is, is a rock star. Sorry, I know it's a, it's a, another term that is very, you know, <laughs> that's very uh, much used, but is a rock star. He started as a, an hourly park services uh, team member. So again, you know, really at the you know the first first opportunity, I he probably thought again he would stay here, you know, uh, a couple of weeks. And said he's, he's been with us for like twelve years. So that's that's really you know uh, what we believe in. Uh, and uh, when you show your passion, you show your dedication, your commitment, and also the respect, you know, respect of history, respect, you know of this great industry uh and uh you yeah you can reach uh you can reach the stars you know you just mentioned something that i wanted to dive into a little bit because you talked about respecting history and certainly again coney island luna park has a ton of history but you also talked about expansion so how do you balance that how do you balance respecting and and um you know looking looking at the past and and respecting that and then also looking to the future and making the progress that you need to make we we say we we make history with the future, you know. So by by really uh, you know embracing that you know innovative spirit, by embracing that continuous improvement, by embracing obviously you know the the inputs you know that a, a place like this you know is is, uh, is giving us, uh, we are making history and we are paying homage to it. So uh, an example, since it's National Roller Coaster Day, the Cyclone. You know, so we we you know we we've been extremely lucky uh, and privileged to uh to have, you know the, the opportunity you know to now to be really the the caretaker of uh, the roller coaster uh, in the world and uh, we always say that okay we want to improve you know the experience we want to make it safer faster and smoother 
but obviously we want to keep it original. We want to keep it authentic. We want to keep it the cyclone. So it will always be a manually operated, you know, gravity, you know, roller coaster. So that's 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 really uh, the way. And the same thing again, like with the expansion. Obviously, uh, we have our also our own family, you know, history that we we pay homage to. So again, you know, knowing where you're from, uh, making sure that it's really not about you as an individual, but you're just, you know, again, you know, part of this chain, you know, part of this great, you know, um, generational chain of of person that being, you know, really blessed to have these opportunities. And so, uh, I I, I want to make sure we pay homage to to my my grandparents. Uh, and so we open uh, these new two attractions. Uh, there are amazing attractions in the sense that even there, again, talking about like the opportunity and making history with the future. So it was a vacant lot that had been vacant for uh, close to 60 years because it used to be Steeplechase Park. Like, you know, Steeplechase Park opened in 1897, closed in uh, 64, and since then it had been uh, empty. And so we actually had the opportunity to develop uh, an amazing attraction, amazing experience uh, that uh, has an intertwined roller coaster, family roller coaster, and uh, super flume, uh, which is really a, a unique and, a, and amazing experience because they're intertwined, because uh, uh, we all did romantic, you know, with the Italian, you know, roots. So we named, you know, the coaster after my grandfather, Antonio. So Tony's Express and the flume ride after uh, my grandmother, uh, Letizia, so Letty's treasure, and they're intertwined, so they're, they're together. So that's that's really how, you know, we believe we interpret. Again, you pay homage to to the past, you really, even there, you take the lessons, you know, from the past, and then you think about how can you integrate technology, how you can integrate, obviously, these great, you know, opportunities in terms of immersive experiences, so that, again, you keep that, you know, authenticity, but always with, the, with the, uh, you know, the spirit of innovation. Mm. Oh, that that's so cool thank you for sharing that and uh you know the way you describe that is you're you're what you say you honor history with the future you honor the future with history or i, I can't remember the way, <laughs> what you said but uh but uh it it is also not just distinctly coney island but it is distinctly zamperla as well and zamperla is, is putting its stamp on the park curious as far as you personally putting alessandro's stamp on the park as well and and how you are doing that too for, for my end, it's really like, especially coming out of the uh, of the pandemic, and my, my my growth, you know, here was kind of like you know, uh, linear certain point, and it was like exponential in the sense that you know I was again food and beverage first, then ride operations, then finance, and, and then my my father really uh, I have to say, uh, with a lot of courage and 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 a lot of faith in me, he said, okay, you're ready. Uh, you'll be, you know, you'll be our our leader, uh, you know. So it, it kind of like gave me the opportunity to become president in uh, uh, in 2018, and you know, since then I, I've been trying to really to uh, assess it to understand you know, what are the major components uh, that we can really leverage here specifically. You no, know, you mentioned again, you know, uh, you know, Coney Island history, Zamperla history, and uh, for me, is really again that comprehensive 360 degree experience. Where again we have the best attractions, you know, in terms of technology in the world. Uh, obviously, with the great uh, synergy that we have with Zamperla, because that's the best part is that you know we can say, oh, we have a uh, some space there, you know, that we would like to make something special. And then these amazing engineers they say, okay, uh, in, uh, in a very narrow. I don't know. If, have you ever been here, Josh? 
Not yet. I'm embarrassed not to yet. say. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> but man, uh, you probably know the Thunderbolt, how narrow the lot is, you know, so they build this amazing roller coaster in, in such a small and, and narrow space because again, you know, they really intertwine something that is uh, what we call a New York minute. So something that is very intense, you know, so that's very, you know, uh, very unique uh, with, with, a, with a roller coaster experience. So, uh, we have that, but also what 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 is what is Luna Park? What is Brooklyn? What is New York? It's entertainment, and so we've been really, really obviously investing in that. So we have you know the typical what we call here sideshow, you know, kind of entertainment, uh, which is really unique, uh, and and also and even more so, uh, you know, like the fire breathers and 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 so on, and then food and beverage. Uh, again, so my stamp is. Uh, I love to eat. I love Italian food. So we have the best artisanal artisanal made gelato, you know, in the city. Uh, the best, you know, uh, freshly made pizza. So from the dough, the tomato sauce, the mozzarella in the city. So we really elevated even that experience. So sometimes, and then you know, I don't want obviously uh, for, for other parks to to take it in the wrong way, but we do know that if the context is of you know captive audience, sometimes we take some shortcuts, and it could be that the food and beverage quality is not as good. Uh, but, you know, here what we want to make sure is that the experience is really top notch. It's fun. You know, it's always an amusement park food. So, you know, we're not, you know, looking for a three star Michelin restaurant, but we want to make sure that that food really speaks to you. They say, hmm, that's really good. That's really exciting. I'm really enjoying this and I want to come back. So, again, really elevating overall the experience and really always connected and leveraging the local community, the local businesses, because we have so much here, uh, really in, in Coney Island, in Brooklyn, in New York. Yeah. Alessandro, can you go back to that day when your father said, you're ready, you're taking over? Um, and what was that like to kind of follow in his footsteps and say, now I'm in charge, I'm, I'm running this place? What was that like? So first I thank you. You could have, you could have told me, <laughs> you, could have told me you know? Uh, but no, it was, a, it was an amazing, you know, uh, one sense of gratitude, uh, because really, uh, that's something that I, I, I always, always admired in my father. He was really able to see the potential in people very, very early. And without, you know, like many, many times what we do is that, okay, prove yourself, prove yourself. Uh, but, you know, sometimes we have to say, okay, I trust you. I fit in you and I'll be here by your side to support. So that's what he did. And it was amazing. So even though, again, maybe I, I had not completed, you know, uh, an MBA. Uh, at that time, I was working actually in finance administration. Uh, but he say, you know, again, you're, you're ready. You have that sensibility. You have that vision. I'll be by your side when you have questions. And that's something that, again, I'll, I'll never forget. On, 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 on the other side, I have to say that, you know, I do believe that it's important. That's kind of like, you no, know, why also the academy, why we're so you know, uh, really, really eager and um, focused in, in supporting our team members because we do believe that, you know, some, you know, uh, planning, you know, some uh, uh, proactive, you know, preparation for success and planning for, again, you know, opportunities, whether they're here or, or outside, I think would be, uh, again, uh, it is critical. You no, know, it is critical because, you know, learning on the job, is uh, is great, but sometimes it's uh, it's a bit uh, challenging, you know. And some of the gray hair is actually <laughs> is from is from that. So if if there is a bit, you know, of of preparation and advance notice, I think it's uh, especially in this current time where things are very very complex. 
things are moving very very fast i think you know that at least you no know, kind of a solid foundational preparation is is critical and and is uh and is fundamental especially if you don't have you know as i had you know that great blessing of my father by by my side that is just you know uh yeah it was was super super lucky so yeah yeah awesome uh are there any particular lessons from your father that you still use today or that were very influential for you specifically one is uh and i'm i'm still struggling you know to to do it but to be very vulnerable with people do not be afraid you know do not put up uh too many fences like really uh, open, open yourself. Uh, sometimes again, you can get hurt, but most of the times people are good and actually they'll, they'll, they'll thrive and they'll really support you. They'll, uh, they'll help you a lot. So one is that, and, uh, the other lesson is really, uh, like, like what you do, you know, like really enjoy it. So uh, have fun, uh, what you do. So, uh, it's not just obviously those parameters, those numbers that you want to reach and that growth or that opportunity, of, you know, of uh, we are, as organization, but it's really, again, you know, take, uh, you know, take really joy in this small thing, like, you know, for example, yeah, serving or seeing, you know, people really serving and enjoying, you know, that, that, that burger or the, or the, the gelato, the, or, or that ride, you know, especially with the new ones, um, the, the flume ride is uh, positioned in a way that you can really see the faces of the people after the splash. And the splash is a real splash. You get wet, like really drenched. So like you really see that reaction. And even just that, you know, taking the moment of enjoying, you know, what we do, uh, enjoying also what obviously the fruits, you know, of, of the time that, that we spend here uh, really brings, uh, it's it's critical. Um, because again, if you're just chasing numbers, it's infinite. It's infinite. It'll never be, never be, you know, fulfilled. It'll never be, you know, um, satisfied. It'll never be happy. So that's another thing that I really carry uh, with me from my father. Yeah. Well, Alessandro, as we are talking about having fun and joy, I can't not bring up the cyclone. I know you've mentioned it already. Um, and again, like you mentioned, it is National Roller Coaster Day as we are recording this episode. So I have one question for you about the cyclone. Front seat or back seat? Which is better? Ooh. I mean, with this air, it has to be front seat, right? You know, <laughs> it's it, for me just you know that that being you know exposed uh, again right away from the drop. Uh, I really like the front, and it's just uh, it's special, you know. And and we were saying it gets better, you know, it gets it keeps getting you know smoother and faster, and and it's just uh, an amazing experience. Also, when you're cognizant and aware of the location, because. Talking about you know National Coaster Day, the location of the uh, of the cyclone is the location of the Switchback Railway, first roller coaster ever built in America. So really, again, you know, having that awareness, having you know that you know really um, understanding of the history, the legacy, and again, I always say the the energy. I believe again, you know, all these uh, you know since 1884, so. We're probably now billions of people that have been there, they've screamed, they've enjoyed themselves, they share this amazing experience. You feel it, you feel it, you know? And it's, uh, again, it's just uh, an amazing um, honor and, and privilege to be here. Obviously today, uh, part of our, you know, kind of a little bit team building, we have to go on a few, on a few courses. Mini Mouse probably don't fit, so I'll definitely, you know, <laughs> it will definitely be for the Cyclone. 
and the, the Tony's Express, the Thunderbolt. It's uh, again, it's it's really as I said, you know, going back to what I, I just shared with my father, also taking that moment to enjoy what we do, enjoy what we do, which is again, you know, really uh, an amazing, amazing blessing. Uh, we are really uh, creating memories and giving fun in in, uh, in the safest industry, you know, uh, and uh, we have to be proud and also again, you know. Have, have fun with it from time to time. Yeah. Alessandra, I feel like I want to keep talking to you for many more hours, but <laughs> respect for your time as well as for our audience as well as we start to wind this down. If people want to learn more about Central Amusement International, Luna Park, Coney Island, or get a hold of you directly, where would you send them? So we have a, a website, which is uh, www.lunaparknyc.com where you can really learn everything about uh, Luna Park, our attractions, our food and beverage, our retail or entertainment, and uh, also some history, uh, which is always you know, important. And then uh, if they wanna contact me, uh, then please uh, um, connect uh, with me through LinkedIn. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Alessandro Zamperla, uh, and uh, I don't think there are that many, so. <laughs> Should be, should be you know, pretty easy to, to get in touch with me on, on that platform. Awesome. Well, thank you, Alessandro, for your time today. Like Josh said, we could keep talking for hours, I'm sure. Um, but this has been just a fascinating conversation, and we really appreciate your time. And for everybody out there who's watching and listening, just remember, we are all Attraction Pros. Thanks for listening to the Attraction Pros podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you can tune in when new episodes release. And even better, please leave us a review on iTunes. For more information, visit attractionpros.com.